You're listening to the Fat Dude Digs Flicks Movie Podcast Network. I did not hit her. It's not true. It's bullshit. I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. What is up, everybody? This is Andy, the resident fat dude of Fat Dude Digs Flicks, coming to you recorded from Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and it is time for an all-new episode of Let's Taco Bout. Um, If this is your first time listening to Let's Taco Bout, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. It's lovely to have you here. Uh, Let's Talk About is a chat show where typically I am joined by a guest and we talk about their life, their loves, and a movie they are passionate about. This week, things are a little bit different. I've got a super guest on the show uh, this week, a two-time guest on the show this week. Here to promote his return to Sioux Falls, bringing not only the cult classic midnight movie, The Room, with him, but he is bringing his own directorial debut, the horror film Miracle Valley. Mr. Greg Sestero is back on the show. Um, I do have to give you a little bit of advance note as you listen to this. There were some technical difficulties with this recording. It's a little staticky in parts. There were some parts where the audio kind of cut out. Uh, tried to deal with that the best that we could. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it made for some, some issues. Um, but I think we were still able to get a pretty good chat out of it. And if you live in Sioux Falls... Um, you will get the chance October 7th and October 8th to see Greg at the State Theater for those screenings, um, and there will be a live Q&A with that. Um, I'm trying to think, you know, uh, maybe if you have questions for Greg that you would like me to ask, uh, send me an email at fatdudedigsflicks at gmail.com and I can ask them during the Q&A. It would be fun to have fun to have some audience participation in one way or another this time. Um, you know, just because I know you've got questions and, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm just here to, to speed things along. And in the, in the, uh, 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 um, in the mood? I can't think of what the thing is called. In the in the spirit, there we go. In the spirit of speeding things along, let's get to it. So, go ahead and pop your popcorn, grab your soft drink, kick back, relax, and let's talk about Greg Sestero and Miracle Valley. believe I agreed to go on this trip. Just wait till you see this place.
all of you are here seeking something you can't find. Welcome to Miracle Valley. All right, everyone. I am ecstatic uh, for today's guest on the show. Uh, I'm ecstatic to have the guest on in the first place, but I'm also ecstatic to say two-time guest. So I have a two-time guest on the show, one of the stars of the cult classic, The Room, best-selling author of The Disaster Artist and writer, director, producer, and star of the new horror film, Miracle Valley, Mr. Greg Sestero. Greg, how you doing? Uh, I'm good. It's great to be uh, chatting about coming back to Sioux Falls. Oh, I am I am so excited that we get uh, we get to have you back here. It was a really great time last year, and I know that that uh, there will probably be a lot of people who are back for a second time. Uh, but I think about a lot of new people will probably join in the festivities as well as well. So it'll be really cool. What uh, what kind of adventures have you been on in the last year? I know you travel all around the world with with the room. So what all what all have you been up to in the last year? Uh, I've been, see, I've been all over Europe. I went to Iceland. Uh, I got a chance this year to closed on visiting all 50 states. I know uh, South Dakota for a while was one that escaped. Um, yeah. I was able to, to, to go to Sioux Falls, which is awesome. Um, and I, yeah, I was in let's see, Germany. I'm going to Lithuania. So I've got a chance to really get out and meet people who, who love movies all around the world. And, um, you know, we've been showing Miracle Valley to all these different crowds, and it's been really fun to see how they respond to it. I think horror movies are always meant to be enjoyed with an audience, mm-hmm. and so I'm glad. I know last time in Sioux Falls, we, we talked about it, we showed the trailer, and it's just great to be coming back and to hang out with the, the Sioux Falls crowd. Yeah, I you know I, I know that the movie that Miracle Valley is available on Tubi, and and I was debating back and forth. I was like, should I watch it before we chat? But I'm like, no, like I want to see it in the theater. I want to be there to like absorb everything as it happens, and like kind of get to go through the experience with everybody else. And I know that there are movies that you can see multiple times to kind of you know still get that feel. But I was just like, you know, we get to see this on the big screen, and that's what I want to do. So I, I haven't seen Miracle Valley yet and we'll talk about that in a little bit but i i'm really excited to to get to see that on the big screen and get to see the room uh i'm curious because we're, we're getting close on 20 years of the room being uh a part of pop culture like it's 20 years since the film was initially released almost how how does that feel like what 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 do you think it is about the room that has kind of endured so long because this is a movie that like really is mentioned in the same breath as something like the Rocky Horror Picture Show, uh, Pink Flamingos, you know, those kind of uh, crazy subversive midnight movies. And then right up there with them is The Room. Like, why do you think that is? Why do you think this movie, like, is still able to kind of, like, get to people and and, and, uh, people are still able to be entertained by it? Um, So I feel like the reason The Room has withstood for so many years is that was made by somebody who sees the world in an entirely different way. And it was made obviously before social media, before 
a lot of visions could be diluted and changed. And it was just made with such raw intensity and passion and, and earnestness, but it was so out of touch. So you have a movie that almost appears as if it's like an alien and then went back to its planet and made a movie. <laughs> yeah. I don't think we will see again. And that also all generations have come to appreciate the humor in it. Yeah, because it's 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 such a it's such a fun movie. Like, and you know, you you don't know how much of that is uh, you know necessarily intentional, but it it just it it there's the the, the comedy of it and the overall message of it too. Of you know, it's something that you can relate to of trying to have this great life, and then every every little thing uh, kind of falls apart because you know you you. You, your best friend <laughs> takes your girlfriend from you. Uh, you don't get the raise that you've been looking for. Uh, this kid who you've kind of mentored uh, falls back into drug addiction. <laughs> like a totally relatable story. But I think it's something that people can really connect with and enjoy. Um, and it's just, it's, it's a ton of fun to watch. Um, you, like, this is something too that, you know, since it has been uh, so long, uh, that the, the movie has been kind of playing over and over again. I wonder too, I saw recently that you had a chance to kind of reconnect with another one of your cast members. Uh, I believe it was Greg Ellery who played Steven in the movie. Do you connect with, with other people that often? Yeah. You know, we've kept in touch over the years and um, everyone has a really ironically, I think it was a movie that none of us really ever expected anybody to see. So it's sort of funny that it's kind of turned into this thing 20 years later that people still watch it. Yeah, it's just a, it's just a joy. And I, I, I just, I wonder too, like, you know, how, what their expectations were, <laughs> you know, once this movie was filmed and released and then, you know, now almost 20 years later, just to have this thing kind of take off. Uh, do you know if there are any special plans that, that, you know, maybe Tommy is uh, brewing for an official 20th anniversary or is it probably too soon to speculate on that? Uh, I know there's going to be a few post that I've been working on, um, but yeah, I'm pretty sure there'll be a few memorable uh, celebrations for sure. Oh, very, very cool. Well, let's, let's kind of dive into Miracle Valley here because that's just, it, it's super exciting that your, your big directorial feature debut is in a horror film. So I'll have you kind of give just a brief idea. What is Miracle Valley? What's the, the theme behind this movie? And what was it about this story that you felt like this was the one you wanted to start off with? Yeah, so I just, I love horror movies and I love the way horror movies play with the crowd. So I went out and um, studied uh, cults and, and movies that, you know, are kind of predictable and have, uh, you know, withstood the test of time, like Psycho and Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So I uh, moved to the middle of nowhere, wrote a script, um, and just put together this movie. And um, we made it just as the pandemic was happening. So some of the people there in the local town thought that this movie is what caused the pandemic. Um, <laughs> can't quite claim credit for that, but uh, but no, the, yeah, we were able to edit it during the pandemic, and it's really yeah, it's about a cult uh, that traffics people for uh, their blood type, which is uh, something that leans into some truth and also, um, you know, it, it kind of does has some homage to, to other cults as well, like Manson cult and all that, but. 
yeah, it's really sort of a tribute to 70s horror, which I think is, again, is a really fun time when you watch it. Yeah, uh, 70s horror is just awesome. I had one of my one of my questions I wanted to ask you since you I know that you are uh, uh, such a fan of horror and this film kind of feels like that that throwback. Like, what are some of the uh, the staples for you of the horror genre, especially of that era? Like, what are your what are your kind of go tos that you really like? You know, feel are the upper echelon of of horror films. Yeah, always the movies I can watch over and over are. Um... You know, obviously Psycho, The Hills Have Eyes, Halloween, The Thing. Um, just movies with extreme situations, you know, some campiness, a great villain. Um, I think those are the ones that I always gravitate towards. Yeah. What, uh, when you when you were putting this film together, were those kind of where your your influences came from, just kind of having that style of the, the 1970s film? And then also, too, with that, like, where where did your fascination with cults kind of come from? I think that's that's such a, a, a you know a, a thing that a lot of people, especially with uh, um, the rise of true crime documentaries, people are really kind of digging into uh, the various cults around the world. So where did this kind of like where I guess where was where was the influence? Where did this all kind of like steamroll for you into this this grand idea of Miracle Valley? Um, I think it was also another movie called Race with the Devil, movies about people you know, getting out into the open and then um, coming across weird sets of people that live out in the in the you know in the wilderness and in the desert. Um, and so I think it was just yes. And there was another movie called Breakdown, which came out in like 1997 um, with Kurt Russell. That's a really good one. Not many people talk about it, but it was a really fun movie that. I drew inspiration from as well as uh, Don't Breathe is another one. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, just sort of taking those movies that I love and trying to make a horror movie that people can sit with their friends or be at a theater and have those call outs and moments of humor and moments of tension. So um, I just think horror is something that you can take a lot of risks with and have fun. And I think after, you know, having done the disaster artist in the room, it was a really fun step to go in, in that direction. I think it's it's going to be super cool for people to kind of, you know, especially because uh, the state is doing a double feature night where we'll get to watch Miracle Valley and watch The Room as well. And to kind of have that one-two punch of this, you know, uh, uh, horror movie that brings the audience together in a way, because you're totally right. Like you go to a theater and you see a horror movie and then for that, that two-hour period, everybody is so bonded together by you know the 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 unknown of what we're going to see on the screen of of the the fear that lurks around the corner and kind of being able to sit in the theater with people and enjoy that and then kind of turn that completely the other direction where we get this you know kind of release uh with the room where it's just this you know movie that people have kind of seen multiple times kind of fallen in love with and know that they can laugh and just uh let out their their joy and let out their <laughs> their frustrations with the world a little bit too um yeah i just think it's going to be one heck of an experience to get to see both of these movies how have audiences kind of taken to miracle valley i i wonder if as a as a filmmaker if it's rewarding to kind of get to uh experience the audiences as they watch those movies so what what has the reception kind of been to this and how how has that made you feel kind of going into this other part of the the world of movies it's been really 
fascinating to watch because, you know, I've obviously the room's been out for 20 years and I've been to screenings and you know, you've seen that audience participation. So with Miracle Valley, the first time we showed it, it had a similar vibe with people yelling things at the screen, cheering. Yeah. Um, it came alive in a way that I didn't expect. I mean, you sit at home and you study a movie and you watch it. You have your own interpretation of it, your own reactions. But seeing it with a crowd, people were just electric and it made the whole movie a totally different experience. So I think in a place like the State Theater, which is such a beautiful fun setting whether you know that audience loves um loves their movies i think this this is something that will play really well and it's a really fun double feature miracle valley is like only 88 minutes and it's a great warm-up um but it uh, it's been great to see audiences yeah have a lot of fun yeah it's a uh uh just seems like it's kind of a you know a uh quick like uh, and i think that's one of the things that's really effective about horror movies is when they're there for you know about 90 minutes you really get the whole the, the story told you get the right amount of scares you get the audience in the palm of your hand like i just i'm i'm really excited to get to see this movie and i know that it's been um something that you've been super passionate about and super excited to get to share with everyone were there any uh experiences that you had in making this movie that were just you know challenging or or unique or or things that you didn't kind of expect i mean i guess i guess covid would probably be one of them because it was kind of there on the tail end but were there any other things that you kind of ran ran into during the making of this film that you were just like this is not (laughs) this is not what i signed up for (laughs) yeah you know i think um when it came down to some of the scenes we filmed at these incredible locations it was just kind of dealing with weather and uh, just weird scenarios of, of being on location, but it almost felt like we were making a cult movie as we were doing it, which I thought was really interesting um, because we were filming in these locations that had been abandoned for you know, 80 years, 100 years. So we were almost going up to this, these old houses and like they were completely uninhabitable. Um, they were destroyed. There were bats living in the ceiling and we had to turn it into this this world of Miracle Valley. So um, I think just the ex- exploration of this area we're at, which is right along the Mexican border and the history of the abandoned cult that used to be there in the 1960s, um, was really, really surreal in a lot of ways, which is what I liked about filming on location. What was the uh, what was the casting process like for this? Was this was this kind of the whole? I mean, the 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 usual routine for putting a movie together. You have a casting director. You kind of audition people. Or were there people that you had in mind when you were coming up with the concept for it that you wanted to to put in these parts? Like how how did the casting process work for this? And then also the same thing with that. How how did the the I guess uh, uh, location scouting go? Because it was it sounds like it was something that you very specifically wanted a particular look for everything so uh casting location scouting how was that whole process for you i was lucky um to have a ton of friends who were actors that fit these roles so when i wrote the script i I knew um i knew their vibe i knew what they could do um and so that's, I think, the big part of directing and writing is you're able to access their strengths mm-hmm. as performers for each character. Um, I got a chance to work on The Haunting of Bly Manor for Netflix. And so I got to chat with Mike Flanagan about 
horror and, and utilizing your space and and you know making the the most out of um, what you have at your disposal. Um, so that was a great pep talk going in. And I know some one of the actors from Miracle, uh, from Fly Manor was going to be in Miracle Valley, but we ended up going with a an actress from New York who um, had never acted before, but she loved horror and she really fit the part. So it was. Um, it was a chance to work with a lot of aspiring actors and parts that really fit them and gave them some space to, to do their thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I was looking through the, the cast list of this and, uh, you know, just seeing some of the faces and the people that are involved, it's going to be really exciting to see them in this production because, you know, they just, there, there's a, you know, and maybe it's uh, maybe it's uh, a little prejudicial, but you 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 when you think of a horror movie and you think of people that uh, could act in horror films, you know, you kind of gear like, oh, I want to see what this person does. I want to see what their role is in this movie. They just have a, a look that is very geared towards, and it's, it's it's that association of this being a horror movie that you kind of like, oh, this is going to be great. Um, so I can't just I, I I I can't stop saying how excited I am for to uh, to get to watch this movie and get to watch it in the theater with everyone. What's what's next for you? Do you have uh, are, is the horror genre something that you want to stick with for a little while longer and and tell more horror stories, or do you have something else that you're wanting to kind of venture out into? So uh, next thing I'm working on is a UFO abduction film. It's a little yeah. bit of a mix of sci-fi and horror and comedy, but I definitely love genre filmmaking and telling stories that are unique to me, kind of based on experiences that I've gone through. So that's sort of the direction I hope to, to keep going in. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Well, Greg, I, you know, I won't keep you too much longer. I really appreciate getting the chance to chat with you and I'm really excited uh, to get to have you back in Sioux Falls. So for everyone who's listening, uh, just so you know, the specifics, uh, Greg Sestero will be here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota on October 7th and October 8th. Uh, October 7th will be a double feature uh, and it'll feature Miracle Valley followed by The Room. And then on the eighth there is another showing of the room uh tickets are still available but trust me uh they're going fast uh this is just such an awesome event and we had such a great time last year and i'm super excited for you to come back to sioux falls because i i think it'll be another great night uh greg is there is there anything from your last trip to sioux falls that kind of stuck with you did you get to see the the uh awesome sioux falls waterfalls while you were in town I did, and I'm hoping to venture out even a little bit more as well, um, which will be cool. I um, really enjoyed it. I know I wanted to do a little bit more than I was planning um, this time, but it'll, uh, hopefully I'll try to see as much as I can. But just uh, the people, the venue, um, yeah. it was great. It was a great time. Yeah, well, super cool, Greg. Thank you again so much for joining me. And I, I will speak for the audience to say I am really looking forward uh, to having you back at the state in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, October 7th and 8th. Awesome. Can't wait. <laughs> what a story, Mark. Once again, a huge, huge thank you to Greg Sestero for joining me for another chat. Uh, again, 
you want to go to this. Uh, being able to see the room on a big screen with the crowd is so much fun. So please head to the state's website, uh, October 7th, October 8th, a double feature on the 7th and a late night showing of the room on the 8th. Uh, Sioux Falls, South Dakota, you will not want to miss this. Greg will be there uh, to introduce the movie and answer a couple questions. And if you happen to have any questions you would like me to ask, uh, please send an email to fatdudedigsflicks at gmail.com. That's going to do it for this week's episode. I really hope to see you at the state. Um, follow all things Fat Dude Digs Flicks on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Letterboxd, YouTube, TikTok, all the places. Just do a search for Fat Dude Digs Flicks and you will find me there. Subscribe to this podcast, like this podcast, rate and review this podcast, share this podcast with your friends. Uh, I love doing this. I'm going to do it no matter what, but it would be really cool to have more listeners. Uh, the best way to do that is with your help. So please, please, please subscribe, share, rate, review, all that good stuff. If you subscribe to Let's Talk About, not only do you get this show, but you also get the Criterion Break where I am joined by my two good friends, Blake and Derek, and we sit down and we chat about our love for the Criterion Collection proper and the Criterion Channel. So you will not want to miss that. Um, again, use that email, fatdudedigsflicks at gmail.com. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, anything like that, please send them my way. Uh, please send the South Dakota, or please join the South Dakota Film Community Group and page on Facebook. I think that's it. Uh, thank you so, so much for listening. Um, I think I'll be back next week. <laughs> I don't know. Um, working on getting a guest. We'll see what scheduling is, but I'm, I'm just, uh, spooky season is upon us. So you can expect some fun, fun stuff. Um, check the pages, uh, because some cool announcements will be coming soon. That's going to do it. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you back here. Hopefully next week. Same fat time, same fat channel, and let's talk about movies. Bye. Thank you for listening to Fat Dude Digs Flicks.